Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you. Enjoy. Hey, 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 whoa. When it comes to life, and so many of us are juggling way too many things, we celebrate living to the max. Could you imagine, friends, if we lived a life with just extra? All right. Wow. Yeah, you guys are pumped. How are we do how are we doing, Mosaic? How are we doing? All right, good, good. Hey, want to welcome those of you who are brand new to this or uh, are joining us for the very first time. Welcome, welcome. I'm Naeem, one of the pastors here. And we are in week, week three of our series of talks called Too Much, Too Much. And now, when you walked in, when you walked in, you probably saw one of these, okay? And you're like, is all the seats reserved? Okay, no, that's not it. This is our volunteer team booklet. And you're like, okay, is this what I think it is? Do you want me to sign up for stuff today? Probably. Just going to let you know. I'm going to let you know right up front, I'm probably going to talk about this, but not for right now. I don't want this to be a bait and switch kind of situation. I'm going to get to this at some point. I want to make you super feeling like guilty if you don't serve. You know what I'm saying? Threaten you with hell. All kinds of normal stuff that we do at Mosaic. Right? No, no, we don't. No, we don't. But we will get to it. We, we, uh, so week three. Week three of too much. Now, if you have not caught up, basically this series is about when life gets too much. Like like a Tetris game, it gets too much. When things start piling up, what do you do? And so every week we've been talking about different things we need to do. We need to talk about, first week was this idea of like, we need to realize that uh, we have to know that we are enough. So we have the power to say enough is enough. And then last week, man, last week we talked about how we've got to really uh, be these people that create extra in life. And the way we do that is determine our pace and determine the priorities of our life. So if you missed any of that, catch up. But this week, today... I want to talk about this idea of you and I not being driven by our wants, but instead to serve our needs. Can you say it with me? I want you to be not driven by your what? But I want you to serve your needs. I think when you and I learn to do that, life will not get too much over, over the top. Now, really quick though, as I was preparing for this talk. Could you not, kid you not, it happened a couple of days ago. I was on my porch. That's, that's my vibe. I, I'm late night guy. I'm on the porch. Got my setup over there. I'm working. I'm writing the talk, you know, trying to figure things out. All of a sudden, I hear this scream. Like this, 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 like, like this, it's like some, I, I know it's not human, but it's coming right 
behind me. Like I'm sitting here on my chair, all that. I've got a computer on me, and there's a flower pot situation here. And something just died or it's dying, so, or someone got attacked there. Like it was so loud. I kid you not. I thought I woke up everybody in the world. Not, not really, but it woke me up. And I was like, what is going on? For a second, I was like, that's a demigorgon uh, from Stranger Things. If you know that. But I was like, what is that? Now, I, 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 it wasn't a cat because I've got cats. I'm like, what is this? Then I'm thinking, rattlesnake? What? I'm, I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? I put my stuff down. I get up. I turn around. I look. And there is my cat. Now, by the way, I've, I, have, I, have, I, have, I have three cats. Now, pray for me. That's a, big story. That's a long story. Anyways, one of the cats, Harry. Yes, Harry Potter. From, yeah, Harry. Harry is back there and has got a baby rabbit. Yes, yes. I know, for some of you, like, stop, stop right here. Stop right here. There was blood. Stop right here, name. Do not get into it. It's too much. It's too much. But this story is awesome. So, okay. So, so, so it's, it's there. And I'm like, what, what did you just do? What, what's happening over here? And I don't know what it is. It's, is it a cat thing? It's a cat thing, right? They, get, they bring you stuff. They bring you stuff. They hunt. And they bring you stuff. And now there's a baby rabbit on my porch. And I'm like, what are you doing? And this cat, Harry, is just looking at me like, hey, hey. <laughs> like it's watching it die. I'm like, why do you not feel bad about this? I feel bad about this. What's going on with you? I'm like, Harry, stop doing this. Because again, like I said, it's not the first time he's done that. And so then I'm like, oh, gosh, i got to clean this up. So I go and I get one of these guys right here. This, my friends, is a tool of death or to remove death, because I have used this multiple times for a lot of different animals because of my evil, demonic cat. I'm trying to get it to come to Jesus, but it's a Satan worshiper or whatever. So anyway, so I go and I grab this rabbit and I'm like, I cannot believe this. I'm like mad. I'm like, come on. And I'm holding this rabbit, which I didn't bring. Thank you. You're welcome. You're very welcome. And I do take it to, it's like a sinkhole. Okay, it's dark. I'm like, I'm, I don't even have shoes on. I go, I find the place, and I just go, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I feel bad for these things. I do. I mean, whatever. I drop it. And then I notice that someone's watching me. I turn around. That evil cat's watching me. It's watching me. I'm like, you, and I looked at it, and I said, you do not. Do not do, th- like, stop. So I go back. I sit down. I got my stuff again, ready to go, rock and roll. I'm doing this. And then all of a sudden... All of a sudden, I hear something on the, the trees, the trees. Now I'm like, what's the bird freaking out? I'm like, Harry, just stop. Just stop. I'm like, birdie, fly away. Fly away, birdie. And this thing starts, I'm like, I'm like okay, it's quiet. It's quiet. I'm like, okay, birdie went away. I'm good. I'm good. Back to my message. And then all of a sudden, I see Harry come up the porch steps again with a rabbit. The same rabbit. I'm like, how did this evil conjurer of spirits get this rabbit back in here? And I'm like, are you kidding me? And then once again, I do this. I grab it and I take it and I dis- I'm like, please stay dead. Like this is, this is crazy. And I thought about this. I said, should I tell the story? Should I tell the story? I've been advised not to tell the story. I've been advised. They're like, why? Don't tell the story. I don't even know how this will stay here. Will it stay here? Okay, well. All right. Okay, but I was like, this is too good. As I was thinking about telling the story, I felt bad for the rabbit. I was like, rabbit, I'm so sorry. I've got to tell the story. Okay, the reason is, is because this cat, if I could sit down with this cat, I would say, what is your issue? What's your problem? 
You don't need to do this. By the way, Harry does not need to, any more food. We took him to the vet the other day. Could you not? They were like, hey, he's, he can lose a few pounds. <laughs> Harry keeps on wanting to hunt. Doesn't need to eat it. Doesn't need the food. Just likes the hunt. Wants to do stuff. And I thought, there is a huge lesson in this. Huge lesson in this. Do you know that you and I are a lot like Harry Potter? Yes. We, we are driven by our wants. We are driven, the cat. You're like, Harry Potter the kid? No, the focus. It's the cat. Cat. Yes. We're driven by our wants. Like how many of us have been um, guilty of doing some things because we wanted to do something? We just desperately wanted this relationship. We wanted this item. We wanted this piece of experience in our life. We wanted this and we allowed our wants to just take over and it got too much, but we, it got us into too much. Too much debt, too much heartbreak, too much all kinds of things. And here's what's really funny. When you and I are driven by our wants, do you know what happens? Other people have to clean up our stuff. Other people in your life, and you're like, no, that's not true. If you have been living your life catering to all of your wants, if I have, other people that you don't even know that you should think have been cleaning up after you. And for some of you, you know this. You're watching this and you know the person. They've been addicted to something and you know what? It was, it was circumstance, it was tough, I get it. And they got, got into the situation and now they were driven by their wants and everybody else had to what? Clean up after them. And so I wonder, I wonder if you and I need to just go, you know what, if we're going to manage and have margin in our life or we're going to create some extra in our life and really begin to create the life we want to live, then maybe you and I need to go, okay, are, am I living my life driven by my wants or am I really serving my needs? Like am I serving and am I driven by needs? Because wants and needs are two different things. Two different things. You know this. You know this. You want to bend watch all the Netflix shows out there. You want to. Your body needs you to get up once in a while. You know, have you ever been watching TV and, and you're mad at your body because it has to go, you have to go use the restroom. Anybody? Anybody? How many of you like, can they invent something that I don't have to get up to do this? You're, you're, you're like, there is a thing. There is a thing and we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to do that. It's not going to happen. But if you get to a point where you're mad at your body because it needs to do something, because your wants have taken over, we have a problem. So in Scripture, it actually tells us that when you and I live our life just driven by our wants, we go to a place that we never wanted to go. And then Jesus actually tells us and shows us that we, you, you and I need to learn how to serve our needs. And the, the way we do this, we break the cycle of wants in our lives and begin to recognize what God is saying to us, what our bodies are saying to us, what our minds are saying to us, what is our spirit saying to us about, hey, hey, are you driven by your wants? And so let's jump into a passage. If you got your Bibles, if not, we're going to put it on the screen for you here. So the passage I want to go to is um, John 13. John 13. Can you say John 13. John 13, okay, so just let's just jump right in. This is verse 2 here. It says, while supper was taking place, the devil had already put the idea of betraying Jesus into the mind of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. 
Okay, let's stop right here. What is this supper that we're talking about? This is the Last Supper. Now, when I think of the Last Supper, what do you think of? I want to show you a picture. I'm pretty sure this is what you think of when you think of the Last Supper. We, we, I think we have that picture, right? It is a painting. Let's see if we can put that up. Let's see if we can put that up. Okay, and it's happening. <laughs> it's happening right now. Unless Harry is behind this. And if Harry is behind this, we got a problem. We got a problem. And we might not have a picture. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Okay, this is. Anybody know the artist? Yes, man, yes. Of course, okay. So Leonardo da Vinci has basically told us this is what the Last Supper looks like. Obviously, number one clue is Jesus not white. Okay, so here, what happened here? This is not it. Now, what it actually could look like is something like this. I've got another uh, photo for you is something like this. The table that they sat in or sat around is called a triclinium, which means that it's shaped like that and there is a particular order of stuff. Now, Jesus being right there, there is Judas and John right beside him. So I want you to know that there's a seating placement of this, uh, of this uh, dinner is very important. So we can, we can switch back. Now, here's, here's what's important. People at that table, the way they sat around that basic you, in a sense, determined their position and the honor they had received. And we know that Judas actually sat right next to Jesus. That Jesus had given him a place of honor. He'd also given him in charge of all the finances and the, and the money. And for some of you who might not know, Judas is also the guy who what? Betrayed who? Jesus, he's that guy. And so that's why he's saying this is the, that supper that we're talking about. And Judas is right there. But then the writer, John, says the father had put everything in, in Jesus' control. Jesus knew that he, knew, and Jesus knew that. He also knew that he had come from God and was going back to God. So let's stop right here. John is kind of setting this tone here. He's saying, basically, we've been with Jesus for the past three years now. It's all come to a close here. This is going to be the Last Supper in a sense. We didn't necessarily know that, but this is it. Basically, at this point, we're all convinced. We're all convinced that he's God. We're all convinced that he's, he's supernatural, that he's Messiah, he's divine. We're all convinced that there's something going on. I'm not quite sure what will happen from now on, but we are convinced of that. And Jesus was like, I've done my thing. I've done everything. I am at the point. I'm like the, I'm I'm at the point of my like success. I mean, I have done. I've this is it. I have arrived. There's no going higher than this. I mean, it comes to power, influence, all the stuff. He is the, at the highest point of this. And then Jesus does something. So what does he do? So he got up from that table, not Da Vinci's table, by the way, the other table. Removed his outer clothes took a towel and tied it around his waist. He poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and dry them with the towel that he had tied around his waist. What in the world is Jesus doing? He is getting up and now at the point of like his highest success, when you are big and bad, you are the baddest man in town in a sense. You got all the popularity. You got all the influence. You got everything you know. This is the point in your career where people are opening doors for you. You're not opening doors for other people. This is where you come to the table. This, this is your meeting. You're, it's not you're going to one meeting. You're, this is it. In your career, this is the point where you're like, I've arrived. I've, I've hit that status here. And you know, I mean, 
of those of us who are pursuing careers, we know that there is a level of which we're trying to get to, right? You want to get there. And once you get there, you're like, I'm there, I'm here, I'm here. Okay, okay. And in, in, in a sense, you grew up with this idea that we, success is basically you get to a point where other people serve you. Where you don't what? Serve other people. No, that's, that's the point. And Jesus flips it. He's like, he's at the point of like, okay, I'm, I'm here and now I become a servant and he begins to serve them. Or he does something in particular and what is he doing now? I don't even begin to understand what and how um, he did this and what the significant was, significance was. But I will tell you this, that there was a point to this and the point that he, he does get to. But I want you also to know that this was not a, like a, it was not Da Vinci's sweet, awesome, great-looking table. This is the guy is just all around, smelly feet. I mean, if if you if you get how many of you get grossed out by feet? Anybody? You're like, I'm just no no way. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And he starts doing that. He starts doing that. It's already kind of like what's what's going on here? Why? Because number one, he was a rabbi, right? And rabbis don't do that. Disciples don't even do that. Servant servants do that. Like people who are like the, the, the help, in a sense, they do that. It's, it's, it's like, and they weren't even, that, this wasn't even the vibe. But Jesus does it. What is, what's the point that he's trying to, to make? And then he reaches, then he reaches Simon. Now, if you remember that triclinium table, Peter is at the end of it just so you know, just by the writings and some of the research we've done, is that he's at the end of the table. So he's gone around, and he comes to Peter, and Peter says what? You guys remember this? Peter says this, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Like, is this happening right now? Like, those guys could take it, okay? They're into many petties. I'm not. I'm not doing this. Like, this is, are, you, are you going to do this? Is, is it seriously happening? And then Jesus answered Peter, you don't know now what I'm doing. You will understand what? Later. You'll, you'll get it later. And then Peter told Jesus, you will never wash my feet. Peter is one of those guys, right? He's the extreme. I will always, I will never, this will never happen. This will always happen. Extreme. Extreme. I'll never deny you. Oh, sorry, bad, my bad, I did. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. He is the guy. He is the guy who is driven by wants. He, was, he wanted to be the first guy besides Jesus to walk on water, right? Remember that story? He's like, if that's Jesus, call me out. I want to get there before everybody else does. <laughs> who do you say that I am? Jesus, Peter gets up and goes, I'll tell you who you are. I'll tell you who you are. Watch it. Watch it. You're the son of God. Ha <laughs> ha. I said it first. Right? I'm the, I'm the one who's going to... Um, say all the stuff first. I'm going to be the one who does all the stuff first. I want to be the first at everything. And, and by the way, if you're ever driven by being the first, okay, which if you are an Enneagram, if you're into that personality test and all that, if you are a three, you're into that. I'm a three. I want to be the first to do this. I get that. I want to be the first. I want to be the first. I want to succeed. I want to be that guy. I want to be the first at this. And so he's driven by that. He's driven by a want. So what does he do? This is hilarious. This is what he do. He says, he says, you don't know what I'm doing, okay? And then he says, you'll never wash my feet. And then 
Peter, Jesus says to Peter, if, if I don't wash you, you don't what? You don't belong to me. And so Peter all, all of a sudden goes, okay, so belonging is connecting to feet washing? Got it. Or washing? Okay, I'll tell you what I want you to do. Check this out. What does he say? He says, he says this. Lord, um, he says, um, I'll tell you what. He says, Lord, don't, don't wash only my feet. Wash my hands and my head too. Let's get that mani-pedi. Let's get that massage. Let's get everything. I'll tell you what, just give me a shower. And Jesus is like, We're not, what, what do you think is happening here? What are we doing here? He's like, no, 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 if you're going to do this, I want to be the first at all of this. I want to do it all. Like, why don't you just do all of this for me? Now, again, I mean, we're listening to this. The disciples are watching this unfold, and they're like, what is going on? Like, what's happening? And what? And you know what? Someone just shut Peter up. Come on. But he goes, hey, no, 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 no. Do that too. Do that too. And then, then, then the passage basically goes into Jesus saying, no, I'm not going to do this. And he goes into some more detail about like, no, no, this is not what you think it is. There's something deeper than that. And then we pick it up and it says, after Jesus had washed their feet and put on his outer clothes, he took his place at the table again. Then he asked his disciples, do you understand what I've done for you? You call me teacher, Lord, and you are right because that... Uh, that's, uh, that's what I am. So if I, your Lord, teacher, have washed your feet, you must wash of each other's feet. I have given you an example that you should follow. Now, so the elementary idea, the, 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 just the surface level lesson we can learn from this is, hey, let's have a foot ministry uh, at the church, we're washing everybody's feet. We're literally going to do that. Now, if you ever had your foot washed for free, okay, 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 God bless. If you've been in a church that you've done that, great, okay. I've had my feet washed in college. We were doing college ministry. It was all like kumbaya, bro, and we were doing it, okay. It was all, it was happening. And I don't want to take away from that. But that's elementary. This is not like, hey, let's start doing this. I mean, I know people that, like, for example, if you are going to join the church, the first thing that the church does, or not the church, not everybody, but people, they wash the people's feet. You're like, wow. Are you making this up? I'm not making this up. I'm not, are we going to start doing that? No, we're not going to, we're not. Some of you guys are like, okay, maybe. No, 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 we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Because he's not talking about washing feet. He's talking about serving. He's talking about being driven by your needs versus your wants. Let me tell you why. Besides Peter, who is the guy that Jesus washed this person's feet knowing full well that this feet were going to run off and make things happen to make sure that, in a sense, his feet were nailed to the cross. Judas. Judas was sitting there, and Judas saw Jesus washing his feet. What do you think was going on? What do you think was happening right there? Did they lock eyes at, at all? Of course they did. Of course they did. Why is Jesus so adamant about washing the person's feet who is going to betray you? Because he's saying something 
And what he's saying is, is that to be human, to be fully alive in, in how God created us, we have to get to a level, and I'm not saying I'm there, okay? We have to get to a level that we serve the people that betray us. Like, let me ask you this. How many of you, you're just like, I love, I mean, maybe not love, I like, I like it, I like it. I like forgiving. No one. No one. If you've been really, really hurt, think about like deeply hurt. You're like, I just love when I go, you know what, I forgive you. If you give that that quick, you weren't hurt that bad. No one wants to forgive. Everybody needs to forgive. If you are driven by your wants, you'll never forgive. If you're driven by your wants, you'll always hold on to bitterness. If you're driven by your wants, you'll always do what you want to do. You'll always do what you feel like doing. You'll always do what you think is right, what feels right. Let me tell you what did not feel right to Jesus. Washing the dude's feet, who's going to betray him with a kiss? That didn't feel right. That didn't feel right. I'll tell you what, it didn't even feel right. Him washing all the disciples' feet. feet. No, that didn't feel right. No one was like, this feels right. I'm sure Peter was like, oh, I like this. But no. No. It didn't feel right. Because God knows if you and I are going to create the life we want to live, you and I cannot be driven by our wants. We have to serve our needs, and we have to do what our souls need to do. And for some of us, your soul needs you to forgive. But you want to hold on. Your soul needs you to do some things. Your soul needs you to get some help. But you don't want to get any help. Your soul needs you to confront that issue. But guess what you don't want to do? Confront that issue. You and I have to learn that if we're going to um, create the life that we want to live, not allow life, allow life to just take over, us, then you and I have to learn the way of Jesus, where he goes, you know what, I don't need, uh, like, uh, I need to do this. I need to do this because I'm, when I'm on the cross, if you guys remember the story, he's on the cross and he says something. Remember that? Father, do, do, do what? Father, what? For what? Forgive them for what? They don't what? They don't know what they're doing, but I do know what I'm doing. I'm intentionally leaving this earth and the last thing I do is do something that I need to do and I need to show humans to do. You need, my friend, certain things in your life. And as long as you and I service all the things we want to do in life, we are never going to have time to meet our needs. And for thing, and here's the problem. We, we, when we do this for our, um, because of, on ourselves, we, then we do it for other people too. So what we do is we confuse needs and wants. We do. And that's why for some of you, it's the opposite. You're like, Nain, it's not about, I don't have time for what I want to do. Guess what I'm doing? I'm running around doing everything else for everybody else. Is there any parents in the house? Right? There are people who want a lot of things from you. Right? You're like, why did we teach them to talk? Why? Why? Right, right, right. Hey, come on. Right? Of course, Chris. Yes. 
Yeah, so, so what's the deal here? What's the deal? The deal is, is the deal is, is that if we don't understand that we have to um, understand the difference between needs and wants, then what we think is, is a need for someone, it's really a want. And if you and I think that everybody else's needs are actual needs, and we don't stop and go, okay, I know you want this, but what do you, what do you really need? To do? What do I need really need to do? That's why it's so hard to understand, hey, what's a real emergency? You know what I'm saying? What's, what's a real emergency versus just like you're just, you're, you're, you're hyped up and you're, you're fired up and you just are getting everybody else on that train. Do you ever feel that when you get a call from a certain person or persons and all of a sudden you are like, I got to do stuff. I got to do something. It's a crisis. It's always a crisis. What do you think that is? You think it's a need or a want? People's wants sometimes take over. And so they go, I need this. I need you to do this. No, 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 sweetie. You want me to do this. It's not need. It's not a need. It's not a need. And it's tough to know the difference. So how do you do it? Right? How do you do it? Now, I'm going to give you an answer. You're like, okay, this isn't practical. Well, guess what? We're in church. Nothing about this is practical. Okay? We believe in a supernatural God. There's no rational thought to that. There's no rational thought to the idea of like, okay, there's a, there's a God out there who calls us Father, who has given us his spirit. That there he's, and, and he did that. He kind of released his spirit because he sent his son. And man, his son redeemed the world. And he's done stuff that we are beginning to understand. None of this is super practical or rational, but it's true. So my answer to you is that the way you and I discern what's a need and a want in our life, in the lives of other people, is by the power or the presence of the Holy Spirit. That you and I have to learn to lean into that voice that speaks to you. And if you go, you know what? God doesn't speak to me. God does not speak to me, bro. I'm just telling you right now, not me. Other people, yes. And apparently this guy at work, apparently God talks to him all the time. All the time, every day. Have you met those people, by the way? Like, they'll tell you not just what God told them, but how he did it. Like, God always talks to me when I'm doing this at 3 o'clock, 3.45. Like, like all the details, all the details. And most of those people, I'll just tell you right now, okay, I'm not hating, not, not throwing some shade on you guys. But if you are that clear about when God speaks to you, why is it that your life is always falling apart? Like, I know people who are super spiritual. And those super hyper spiritual that God always talks to make the dumbest decisions. Why is that? Why is that? Maybe, maybe it's something else. Maybe, maybe their idea of what want is, is so manipulated. So how do we tap in to it? John 1, John, the same guy here, he writes this. He says, Christ gave you the Holy Spirit. And he lives what? Lives what? In you. And you do not need anyone to teach you. The Holy Spirit is able to teach you what? Okay, say it one more time, a little bit louder. What? How many things? 
all things. What he teaches you is truth and not a lie. Live by, check this out, live by the help of Christ as the Holy Spirit has taught you. Wow, what a sentence, by the way. Okay, for those of you English majors, you're like, I don't, we could, we could have done a better job. We could have done a better job. I don't know, okay? Okay, but basically he's saying this. You have, you, you have the you have Jesus to show you the way, but you have the Holy Spirit who's inside of you, and he wants to talk to you about it. So next time someone throws something at you, next time an opportunity arises, next time someone suggests something, next time you feel something, next time you experience something, next time you go, I think I should do this. How about, how about you just stop and go, Holy Spirit, what should I do here? What do I need to do? Do, you need to, do I need to text that person back? No, no. When you go, of course I need to. Hold on, calm down. Maybe you don't. Yeah, yeah, but, but just ask. Don't react. What? Ask. Ask. You're like, yeah, but he doesn't talk to me. He doesn't talk to me. Remember, I'm not those guys. I'm not those people. God doesn't talk to me. Okay, newsflash right here, okay? What do you think is happening right now? You're like, oh, it's your God? No. No, I could play Jesus in a movie, I think. Maybe in a modern movie, maybe, maybe. But I'm not God. But what do you, why, why do you think you're in this moment? Sitting here, watching, listening to this. How do you think, who, who do you think orchestrated this moment? You? I mean, you're smart, but I don't, I don't, I, you, how are you listening to this and not realizing, wow, God created this moment and I'm stepping into it. Now, if you think all your choices made you get to this point, wow, that's great. Good for you. But I'll just tell you right now, if you are listening to this, if you're in this moment with us sitting, watching, listening, could it be possible that God actually speaks to you? That he shows you things. He's trying to lead your life. And if you and I would just go, hey, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to this thing that I want to do, this experience that I want to have, maybe, just maybe, I have to ask the Holy Spirit, and maybe, just maybe, he will speak to us in moments. And we will understand what our needs are and what our wants are and what other people's needs are and what their wants are. Remember Peter, right? Peter, the guy who's like, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this, I want to do that. You see his journey in life. As you see him mature after Jesus dies and he becomes like, like this person that people want to follow, which again, he makes all kinds of mistakes because again, he's driven by the extreme. He's a very emotional guy. He's driven by it, right? He's like, he looks, he reacts. But then as you see his life unfold in scripture, you see he's changing. In Acts 3, check this out. In Acts 3, there's a moment. This is Peter and John, okay? John who wrote the whole Holy Spirit thing and Peter. They're walking, they're going into a temple. They go into this temple and this, it's their thing. They, that's what they do. In those, those days, there, there used to be people around the temple, usually poor people begging for things. Some of them were disabled, just people who were just trying to make a living, trying to figure this out. 
okay? So they walk by. It's an everyday occurrence. It's, it's not like, oh, wow, this is a special occasion. No, this, is, this happens all the time during the week. It's when you and I stop at a light, right? Even in Charlotte right now, and you stop, and there's a person just asking for money, right? You feel bad. You, you give them something, and then next day you're there again. It's one of those. It's one of those. You're like, every time you're like, ah, oh, I wish I could just change. I, have a, uh, I wish I had more money, whatever. How do I fix this? So it's the same scene. Peter, John walk up. There's a guy there. He cannot walk. Okay. He's, he's doing the same thing. He's asking people, everybody, anybody for money. So we pick it up. Peter and John looked at him intently. Now, this is this translation. Another translation is basically it was like they were like purposefully, like they were like intentionally look at him. They weren't just like, oh, my gosh, I feel bad. No, they were looking at him. Like there was a moment where they looked at him. They looked at each other. They're like, oh, what's happening? What's happening? There was something going on in that moment. And then Peter said, look at us. Because I don't know about you, but like if you've ever, if you've ever like given out pamphlets, anybody given out pamphlets for any event? I don't look people in the eyes. I'm like, hey, here. Please come. Please, I just get paid. I just get paid for this. I'm so sorry, you know. But this guy is like, hey, just, just, just whatever, you know, whatever. Because he's expecting rejection. Or he's expecting disappointment. Rejection, no. Disappointment, like, I wish you could have given me more. But those two things. Or maybe just, yeah, those two things. So he goes, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly. Expecting what? Some what? Some what? Money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you. Now, at that point, the guy's like, okay, I've heard this. I don't have my wallet. Uh, I don't carry cash. That's my thing. Okay? Silver and gold I don't have for you. But, what I, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet and began to walk. Then walking, leaping and praising God, he went into the temple with them. Could it be possible that we have settled for just asking for our wants? And maybe, just maybe, Jesus, maybe, just maybe, the power of God wants to fulfill our need. The lame guy did not need more money. He needed to be able to what? Walk. But he had forgotten that. He'd forgotten that. Because it's a human condition. We would all get there. We would all get there. Hey, I'm just trying to make it. I just, I, just, I just want life to just settle down. How many of you, right, would say that? I just, I just want life to just kind of chill. I just want life to just, I just want these kids to behave. I just, I, just, I just want this, man. I just don't want any more drama. How many of you have, have got to the house or got to your place of work and you've had a moment, you're like, okay, get it together. We got this. We got this. We got this. Okay, and then you walk in. Because all of us, were just, I, just, I just want, I'm used to disappointment and I'm used to rejection. I just, I just want whatever. And here, Peter goes, the guy who always was driven by his wants, he goes, I know what you want because I was that guy, but I'll tell you what you need. What you need is you need a miraculous healing. So I'm going to take a long shot. I've seen my, 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 
my dude, do this. Jesus, uh, in his name, why don't you stand up? And the guy stands up. What does that show us? Do we need to start doing that? I don't know. I don't know. But I do think that we have the power to discern what really is a need in our kids, with our friends, our family, and what's a want. I think we have the power to do that. And the other thing that we have to understand by these, this story, this, this Jesus story, is this idea of need. Like knowing, knowing that we need to meet uh, our needs and also other people's needs. Like, I don't know if you understand this, but you need to serve needs. Your soul needs you to serve needs needs. In fact, your soul needs you to serve other people's needs. Not just wants. No, 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 no. Not make them happy. No, no, no. You're not responsible for anyone else's happiness. But you are responsible for helping the people around you. So Jesus serves his people. He tells us to serve. And do you know I mean, even, you, you, you know this. You guys are smart. You guys know this. Research has proven again and again and again. When people serve, when they give out of themselves, when they volunteer for different things, when they take part in something that helps the community, man, it changes their life. They've, they've, they've realized that brain activity uh, gets heightened. They've, they've realized that it lowers stress and anxiety in people's lives. They know that every, when people serve and give out of themselves, man, it helps their soul. Jesus is saying here, I want you to live a life that serves needs yours, but also the people around you because that is what the, is the life you are called to live. And so how are we going to do that? How, how are we going to do that? Man, oh, this weekend we partner with, I mean, we partner with Bags of Hope. Uh, we've been doing that for a long time, and Ashley, my wife, is on the board. And we are partnering with them this weekend, and we gathered so much food. I mean, help me out, Ashley. Well, how many? 20,000 uh, pounds of food. 20,000 pounds of food. Can we just give it up? I mean, come on. That's a lot. That's a lot for our community. A lot for our community. And these are people not in somewhere else. These bags are going to help and serve the needs of these kids who, are, who, are, who don't have enough food. And when you and I do this, it does something to us, doesn't it? So how could God be asking you to discern needs in yourself, but then also the needs of other people? Now, I told you I was, bring, I was going to bring this around, didn't I? I told you this was not a bait and switch. I told you. We don't just have wants here. I mean, there's a lot of things I want from Mosaic. But, but we do have needs. And this is a list of needs, positions that we need. Now, I want you to let's practice what I just talked about. I don't want you to just go, okay, 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 fine, 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 I'll sign up. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Online, you can sign up as well, but don't do that right now. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to ask. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit. No, that's not, no, no, I'm not doing this whole like, okay, and now I'm not bait and switching. No, we're not doing this. No, I'm not going to try to convince you. No, no, no. I'm going to say, ask. And if you hear a no, then don't. But if you hear a try it, 
then try it. But ask. Ask. I don't want you. I don't want to be a church. We don't want to be a community that are driven by wants. And we manipulate people to get what we what? Want. No. We serve needs. We acknowledge that we have needs. And the people around us have needs. And this church has needs. So if you open this up, it'll give you a list of all the positions that you can sign up for. And it's, 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 it's twice a month. It's not a whole lot. But I think we've figured out a way to not burn out anybody. To just make it where everybody is healthy and you live, a, you live in this modern world. And we have the best volunteers. And when I say that, we're the most creative ones too. I mean, we've got hosts that are on every week, different ones. One is in Malaysia. Lal, what's up, yo? Flor- uh, not Florida. Cal- uh, Chicago. Was there one in Colorado too? I don't know. In Miami, in Paris. No, I'm just making up stuff. No. But we've got these people who are not even local serving. And I think it's because they asked. So let me pray for us. And then I want you to do this. As we pray, I'm going to give you about, I don't know, few seconds and then we're going to um, you're just going to ask ask the Holy Spirit to to reveal what he wants you to do and then the band will come out we'll sing a last song and the ushers at that moment after I pray or after after we begin to sing the last song they'll come out in the aisles and, and you can just pass them down they'll have uh, they'll, they'll grab those from you okay let me pray for us who you are. Thank you for our lives. Thank you for that you speak to us. And we always have to remember that in the midst of life being too much, you speak to us. You know what we need, God. You know what we need. Even though we're driven by wants and most of our prayers are about our wants, you know what we need. And God, we, I want to trust myself to the God who knows my needs. And the God who also desires and loves fulfilling even my wants. Because God, it's not bad to want things. It's not bad, it's just human. Sometimes we just want to do stuff. God, I know that. I know you know that. I look at my life and I think, man, you have fulfilled so many of my needs. But man, there have been so many things you have allowed me to experience. And it was just a little extra. It was just icing on the cake. It was really what I really wanted. Kind of wanted, really wanted. My preference, and you made it happen. So God, I know that your spirit knows us. So God, I pray, that would you give us wisdom? Right now, God, as people are looking through this booklet, thinking about needs, God, do you want them to serve? God, would you speak to them? Let's take a minute. It's ask the Holy Spirit and ask him what he wants us to do. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.